I don't think Joe Biden believes all women. And you know what? I'm about to mess with Texas. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm tired of Texas. Texas? Yep. And, and, okay. and lastly, this whole COVID crisis yeah. is a crisis of hypocrisy. Whoa. That's what it is. Ouch. That's where we're going. Those are some strong words. Yep. There's four things we want you guys to do. We want you guys to share the show, join the club, come to our conference in Nashville. And lastly, what's that last fourth one? Download the app. Yes. Where'd it go, Toby? Join the club. I already said that. Oh. Yeah. Also, download the app. <laughs> Join the club. Toby, you ever seen that uh that, that show where the dog just runs across the, the stage and back while no. the comedy show's going on? No. That, that's what Toby's doing. Join the club! <laughs> Create! Join the club! Create! Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, I'm the water boy, and we got executive director from the Mighty Oaks Foundation, Jeremy Stalnecker, in the house. Did I say Stalnecker you right? You said it right. All right man. Oh, wow. man, thanks for joining yeah. us. Yeah. Thank you for letting me. Coming all the way here? This is the only place that would let me come right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> Out of California. Thanks for opening the door. I appreciate from it. From the Socialist Republic of California. <laughs> right. Have we had him test it? Does he have the Rona? I'm fine. And if I leave and you all get sick, it's not my fault. So, David, I want David to go. Uh, so, our doctor can now test um, antibodies. Okay. I'll, we're paying for you to go. I don't like yeah. being anybody's guinea pig, man. Yeah. It's not a guinea pig. Dude, man. I don't know about that. Dude, you were sick. I was pretty bad. And you were in Atlanta? I was. And you were in New York City? I was around my Asian friends from South Korea, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible for real. Yeah, I that, forgot about that yeah. one. Yeah, we, 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 were, we, were, we, were, <laughs> we were all hugging on one. We were all around what one. Yeah. It's you your fault, one. Yep. Man. So hey, real quick, you guys got to make sure now that things are opening back up and the economy starting to open back up, and, and Trump's going to make America or economy great again. Mm. Uh, you guys got to sign up for our conference. We actually had a lot of signups this last week. Oh, wow. things, people, Look people at you, are starting not to see some folks. predictability yeah. back into the market, starting to fill it. Sign up for our conference October 1st through the 3rd. Are you coming to the conference? I'm coming. Oh, uh, wow. Praise God. I just decided right this second. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to sing psalms. We're going to yep. feast. Yep. There's going to be talks. There's going to be good beer. There's going to be good food. And there's going to be good fellowship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, right. um, so why would you want to miss Looking forward that? To that? This show is brought to you by Logos Online School. Logos Online School provides a Christ-centered classical education for grades 7 through 12. That's right. It's both affordable and accredited. Its mission is to support parents as they raise their children in the nurture and admonition of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Those two words, actually, nurture and admonition, you know those words, they mean culture and, uh, and counsel. That's oh. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like nuthetic counseling? Yep. That's, that's actually yeah, yeah, the, from, nuthetic. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the word it comes from. But it's counsel, and, and the word for uh, nurture is culture, paideia. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's part of their mission. Classes meet online daily, Monday through Thursday, with outstanding teachers who take a personal interest in your student. And that means you have Fridays off to go do family stuff, I guess. Unlike other programs, there are no extra fees for diploma students and honors classes. It's all included in the package. Registration is already open for fall classes, Christian, classical, credited, affordable. And I can't tell you to go there, but, you know, there's a website called LogosOnlineSchool.com. If you want to wave at them, you are interested. <laughs> think, think about it. <laughs> Just think about that. I'm ordering you to consider it. <laughs> Can you do like, that? Like, like our governor did. <laughs> All right. No. So, oh, ouch. Uh, so uh, the professor Neil Ferguson, you remember the you remember you know the Imperial oh, yeah. College model, Mr. Okay. Neil, the Mr. Guy, Neil, the guy who shut down the world. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Millions and, are going to die. Oh wait, wait. He got hundreds it wrong. of th- tens of. We don't. People are going to die. Forget it. He We're doing just, the model he live. Distracted. He, was <laughs> <distracted>. <laughs> he was very distracted. <laughs> what was he, he was distracted, distracted with? With another model. 
Mm. Really? Mm. What kind of model was he distracting? The segue there was incredible. That was, that was amazing. <laughs> I, so I apparently, apparently, he was breaking uh, Boris Johnson's uh, resolution. What did they, what are they do in the UK? Oh, Parliament? No, it's just it's resolution. Just ho- house arrest. He's uh, his home, stay at home order, whatever they call it over yeah. in the UK. Because people and, are going to die. And he was sleeping with his mistress. Oh, oh, that and, model. A, a married woman. Uh, a married woman. A apparently. married woman. Yeah, he committing was, adultery yeah. with the married woman during and breaking the stay-at-home orders. Because yeah, that ain't an essential essential service. No, no, but, <laughs> but he was modeling. I mean, he can't stop modeling. Guys, there is, I mean, first of all, we noted before uh, that this, the Imperial College School is known for their climate change modeling. Right. So, right. so these are the That's same right. people that are telling us that the world is going to end because you're breathing. So they get yeah. it wrong a lot right. is what you're, you're saying. Your carbon dioxide is putting holes in the atmosphere, huh. the ozone layer, and, huh. and there's going to be flooding, huh. and everyone's going to die next week yeah. if you keep starting your car. Yeah. Okay, it's the same... It's the same idiots. Don't, it's the don't, same modelers. Don't trees need carbon? Okay. Yeah, right? Yeah. You'd think. No, Anyways. Besides the point. Okay, so there was already <laughs> major problems just thinking about, okay, can these guys do math? So, well, remember, <laughs> he, he predicted 500,000 people in the UK would die. And 2 million. 1 in to 2 US. million in the US. Okay. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, okay? This guy can't do any math. Yeah. yeah, right. Okay? He his his moral compass is busted. That's right. And yeah. if his moral compass is busted, so is his scientific compass. Yeah. yeah. It's That's busted. Right. These you can't you can't um you can't disconnect. I and mean, this is one of the great lies of sin. Right. That's right. Sin wants to say you can do this thing over here and it won't affect your life over there. That's exactly but right. But sin doesn't play by those rules. The yeah. devil doesn't play by those rules. You can't say there's no law here. Yeah, I'm not going to obey God's law here and then suddenly become a law keeper over, over here. here. Yeah. That's right. when, when you break God's law, you're a law breaker. Right. That's right. That's why, that's why it says in the Bible that if you've broken one law, you've broken them all. Right. In, in principle, you've already done that. Talking about James, yeah. But this guy, so he can't do math. No, nope. right. Yeah, committing, sure committing adultery equals God's judgment. His math shut down the UK. Well, that was the same thing that happened with. Remember the Botham Jean situation, where the police officer gets off on the wrong floor. Just so happens that she was uh, Snapchatting oh. another married man. Mm. Oh, she yeah. was committing pictures adultery of herself. Too. She was committing adultery too. Gets off on the wrong floor, doesn't recognize it, thinks she walks into her apartment. She doesn't, and then fires and mm. kills a man in his own apartment mm. yeah. because she was blinded because right. of her sin. Right. She can't sin blinds she, you. She doesn't. She can't. She doesn't know even which man she's supposed to be with. Right. So she can't right. recognize the man that she shoots. Ooh, that's right. That's this is exactly why right. it's so important, though, to recognize the importance of qualifications for leadership. Yeah. Um, and this is, this is focused on in the Bible for elders and pastors. Yep. Uh, First Timothy 3, Titus 1. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very clear. And it's right there in English. And most American churches just breeze right by it. They don't honor it. Right? Mm-mm. You got pastors with, you know, rebellious children, pastors and elders and deacons with, you yeah. know, who, who hate God, don't yeah. want have anything to do with God, and it's all, oh, you know, there's just you know, we're just forgiven not perfect, you yeah. know. There's a reason yeah. you don't want leaders like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. My my pastor, my PCA pastor's daughter in Oregon had an abortion while he was preaching. And they all knew it. I mean, it's like that, that, that kind of sin is yeah. prevalent in the, I mean, in the pastoral ministry. But, How much more is it going to bleed out right. into our world? And so, and the church is supposed to be the light of the world. It's supposed to be the salt of the earth, right? And so if we can't obey God rightly and we don't have leaders that are held to those high standards, we can't, we can't come. I mean, of course you're going to get people who are shutting. I mean, do you yeah. see what he did? I mean, how many lives has he destroyed by his bad math? Yeah, that's right. And, and his adultery. Yeah. Um, and the, the stakes are high. And this is why, I mean, it does matter. I mean, we're, we're, you know, the, the, the 
character of our president, the character of judges. Mm-hmm. Exodus 18, yeah. um, when Jethro was giving instructions to Moses about the kind of judges he should appoint, they're right. supposed to be men who fear God, yeah. right. who hate covetousness. Yep. Right, who who are not afraid of the faces of man, yep. but and are for and are for truth. I think yeah. that the reason right. that why guys like this fly, they fly, and that we have the guys like this is because we don't notice because of our own sin oh, yeah. that they are a problem, and they represent us. Like Pastor Wilson says, they represent us well. Well, well as soon so, as you hold, uphold God's standard, it, you know, of course, yeah. what the measure you use is going to be measured back right. to you. And so, a lot of people say, "Well, you know." So when you see a leader like this, the first thing you need to do yourself is look and say, "Lord, where do I need to repent at?" Amen. Amen. You know, well, the measure that you're going to use will be used back at you. Well, this is what's happening to Joe Biden right now. Are women to be believed unless it pertains to you? Ooh. (laughs) Look, women are to be believed given the benefit of the doubt if they come forward and say something that is that they said happened to them. She's like, no. They should start off with the presumption they're telling the truth. Then you have to look at the circumstances and the facts. And the facts in this case... Do not exist. They never happened. And there's so many inconsistencies in what has been said in this case. So yes, look at the facts. And I assure you, it did not happen. Period. Period. Two periods. But why is it different now? Do you regret what you said during the Kavanaugh hearings? (laughs) What I said during the Kavanaugh hearings was that she had a right to be heard. No, you didn't. The fact that she came forward, the presumption would be she's telling the truth unless it's proved she wasn't telling the truth. Or not proved, unless it's clear from the facts surrounding it, it's not the truth. (laughs) Well, not proved. As we... Look, uh, this is a very... I'm sorry. No, we all sorry. Please. (laughs) No, no, that's As we await... Wow. Who's vacuuming in wow. the background? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. <laughs> Joe's, hey, like, Joe's like, turn up the vacuum, make it louder. Mama, he, stop vacuuming! I'm doing the interview. He started vacuuming and walk away. Forgot. Kind of help me out. Help what's me going out. on back there? Yeah, he probably. What's did. happening back there? You're right. Yeah. Left it on. <laughs> he left it on. <laughs> but, but I mean, notice though. I mean, he he wants he wants to have standards of justice. Yeah, you know, That's right. truth, evidence. He kind of wants to prove, but you're not sure if he wants to prove. Right, it's true. Um, but but he, he, he was saying that we she should be, be believed until proven not believable. It's, not, it's right. actually not. Which is, pardon me? That's not how our law works. Right. right. Well, that's what I'm saying is, but Kavanaugh, he's guilty until proven innocent. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the problem that bothers me with all of this is that this is all a public trial. Yeah. yeah. All of yeah, this is a right. public trial, and we shouldn't be having these kind of – if yeah. there is an accusation that was made – it should have actually went to court and found so he could be innocent and did not have to deal with stuff like this. Right. Or she can have justice if, it, if he was guilty. How long has it been since she, this alleged thing happened? I think 93. 93. 1993. 93 is when. Tara, so Tara, the alleged incident was Tara Reed. Right. Was one of his staffers. Right. When he was in. California or was it? No, no. I think, no, this is DC. I think DC. it was in the okay. like yeah. he was the, the oh, story. Yeah, yeah. He's she, been he's been in Senate for like forty years. <laughs> he was going down to the gym or something like that. Is her okay. story, and then stopped her in the hallway. Yeah, um, and violated her. So I think there's, there's a couple things here we need to think about, especially with biblical law. Um, if she made an accusation against him and it was covered up, there is a p- opportunity and probability that she could actually still be ha- be heard. Right, but she would have. But but she she had to report it at the moment, at the time of the crime, recently close to it. Don't Mm. wait until he's running for president. Thirty years later, Mm. um, yeah. 
Well, and, and the and the biblical law to go to on this is it, it says I'm, I'm, I don't have it at my fingertips the actual um, text, Reference. but it's it in biblical law with in cases of rape, sexual assault, um, in the city it says um, that the woman has to cry out if she if she cries out then it's considered a rape. But she's, yep. it, so she has to file a report, basically. Yeah. She has to say, I didn't yes. want this. This is not consensual. And she has to do it right away. Right. Um, if she doesn't do that, it's considered adultery or fornication. Right. It's, it's, it's considered Consent. consensual. Yeah. Um, but it says that if it happens in the country and there's no one there, there's actually a presumption of innocence on the part of the woman. Yeah. It says she cried out and no one heard, heard her. her. Yeah, that's yep. right. Um, mm-hmm. And so, there's, so that's the question, though, that has to be tracked down here is, was there a report? That nobody heard. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Was there pressure on her that that you know she couldn't? There was threats against her or something like that. She right, couldn't right. report. Suppre- yeah. Suppressed in this process. Should be should be found out. But if she didn't, and in the and remember in the the there was a recording that came out with her mom apparently called into Larry King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, for those of you who don't know who that is a late night talk show host Larry from, King from, <laughs> from la- CNN last, the, last century. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, anyways. Uh, you know, she in the aftermath said she cried when she heard it because her her, mom, her mom's passed away now. Yeah, uh, Terry Reads. Yeah, Terry Reads. And uh, she and one of the things she said is, and my mom always told me to report it. And and she says, always listen to your mother. Always listen to your mother. I should have listened to my mother. Yep. And so now she says she filed a complaint with the office, the Senate office, right? Um, which is in this interview too, where they're talking about trying to find this report, this complaint. Right. But apparently, she never went to the police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's and so that that would seem and so to, these records are sealed in Joe Biden's library. So seem to be like you didn't cry yeah. out, honey. You, I mean, yeah. if, if something happened, you need to. You yeah. didn't cry out, which is a lesson to all of us dads in particular, to talking to we our kids, talking to, to our daughters this. in particular, telling them if anything ever happens to you, you tell me right away. That's Amen. right. I, that I want, is right. I want to defend you. I want to protect you. Yep. Um, and that's that's how God has set up. His justice to work. Yeah. Right. You've got to report it right away. You've got to let me know right away. Right. Yeah, and That's I think right. that you know also too innocent until proven guilty. I, right now, the biggest cry is believe yeah. all women, believe right. any woman who comes no. to you. And it's like, wait, exactly. wait, hold on. You need to take the count seriously. You don't. You need to charge. Yeah. The charge yeah. should be taken seriously. Yes. Don't get me wrong, but the person who is innocent here is the the the, is, the, is the, the accused. Is the accused right. until yeah. It's revealed that he's guilty. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's got it almost right. exactly inverted. Exactly. Here. And, and, and we it, need to remember that. Right. We need to remember yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's innocent until proven guilty. And yes, we take charges and accusations seriously. That's right. We Absolutely. Right. Well, the Chicago mayor does too. I've directed Superintendent Brown to order all police district to give special attention to these parties. And this is how it's going to be. We will shut you down. Oh. We will cite you. Oh. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. <laughs> Period. <laughs> there should be nothing unambiguous about Have that. a party in CB4. Don't make us treat you like a criminal. Oh. But if you act like a criminal and you violate the law and you refuse to do what is necessary to save lives in the city in the middle of a pandemic, we will take you to jail. Period. Wow. So... That means oh, she's, not done. she's party, keep going. If you promote a party, if you go to a party, we're not playing games. We mean business and we are going to shut this down one way or the other. The time for educating people into compliance is over. Oh. Don't be stupid. Don't come out. Don't advertise on social media. We're watching you and we are going to take decisive Action. Her hair looks too good to be in shutdown. Hey, what? Jeremy, so... So, so party's okay or not? I didn't get what she was saying. <laughs> <laughs> she said she likes parties? She doesn't like parties? She <laughs> said she likes parties because she went and got her hair cut. She went and got a party. Wait, wait, wait. What, you what are you saying? Party. 
Uh, so she went and got her hair cut in, in, the, uh, in the shutdown. So she broke the shutdown and had her hair uh, done. And, I, uh, yeah. and, and is, is she, she going to go to jail? Well, no, because I believe she said that she's a public speaker, and so her hair needs to be done. But mm. uh, <laughs> I just want y'all to look at the picture real quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just want to know mm. who her beautician is, because that's the person who needs to be on trial right now. <laughs> That's who we have. Maybe we should call Texas. I just want to know who did this to her. Hey, Texas, there's a there's a beauty yeah. stylist in Chicago, and she now needs look, to be arrested. No, my, my black people know right now this is a mess. <laughs> we know good and well we wouldn't have paid $20 for that. <laughs> so I don't believe she saw a beautician. I just want you to tell her. That's great, man. I'm just letting hey, you know right great. now. Did, did you guys hear wow. that Facebook has a Supreme Court, though? Oh, yeah. Speaking of really? justice. Oh, yeah. They, they appointed 20 people to be on the Supreme Court. Yeah. I, I just find this hilarious. You know, I mean, one of them's from the Cato Institute. I was serious. Yeah. I just that's think, trippy. I mean, first of all, like, what law are they going to use exactly? Uh, the law they've been using, what we like and what we don't like, yeah, right? how we feel about it in I the mean, moment. I mean, I just love how uppity everybody's getting. Yeah. Like, like she's getting uppity. Yeah. Everybody's getting uppity. It's like, whatever happened to relativism? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you would think you would want them. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, I've been, calm down. I've, yeah. been, <laughs> I've been doing evangelism on college campuses for a long time, and, yeah. and I'm pretty sure that the answer I always get is no. You know, truth is relative. Mm. Morals are relative. What's right for you is right for you. What's right. and everybody's yeah, it's like Supreme Court. You know, we're gonna throw your you know, haul you to jail. It's yeah, like just, all this absolute truth. You know, yeah, yeah. woo. But obviously, there's they're so inconsistent. Even that statement that truth is relative is itself self defeating. Of course, of you know. Course. So you know they don't believe that mess. Right. Just like right now with YouTube, yeah. have you? Uh, there's a um, a conspiracy dot going around right now called pandemic. Pl- pandemic. Yeah. And I tried to watch it, and I was like, okay, I'll check it out. Go, it's removed. Yeah. And I'm watching YouTube like police their ranks so oh, well, yeah. and they're just removing stuff. Yeah. I'm like, look at this Levitical code yeah. happening right but now. But the yeah. problem is by what standard? Yeah. Their standard. Right? Yeah. yeah. They got a standard, and it's it, and that's the thing is relativism was always masquerading yeah i mean mm-hmm. you don't actually nobody actually is a postmodernist. no one's actually a relativist no, mm-hmm. nobody actually lives like that that's right they can't it's, they it's, can't. it's, it's impossible. impossible it's it's just a charade but when 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 push comes to shove everybody's got a standard yeah and they're enforcing it that's yep. what's going on here you, you know <laughs> I what are you gonna say just keep playing the music man you know you know mount sinai Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The in, hospital in New, York, in New York. They're kicking Samaritan's purse out of New York City yep, for yep. helping with the COVID virus. And you got all these people talking about the hospital right across the street yeah. called Mount Sinai. <laughs> so they're like, Mount Sinai has no room for this hate. Do you, do you even know what No you, connection. Do you yeah, know what lost, you're saying? It's lost yeah, on the, the, the inconsistency of that it's is lost on I had to use two different music pieces. Okay, when we come back, I want to talk to Jeremy Stallnecker. Did I say that right? Last That's name? Right. Okay. Because he's been time. really quiet. Yeah. And I want to know, like, does Gabe have you, like, on a... Told me not to say anything. Gag order or something. Don't say anything. More cross politics when we come back with Jeremy Stalnecker from Mighty Oaks. He's afraid of that mayor from Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have to go home? Did you have a legal haircut? Is that a legal haircut or a legal haircut? This this is a yeah. It's legal. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum local like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical, Christian, get connected, get community. Citizens arrest on the Chicago mayor. (laughs) 
Seriously. Citizens arrest. Seriously. You were arrested for a bad haircut. We're watching you. We know what you're doing. Don't do it anymore. We see you on Facebook. All these parties. I never got invited to a party. That's the reason. (laughs) (laughs) That's Jeremy Stonecker. He was an officer in the United States Marine Corps. Wait, an officer? I know it's hard to believe, isn't it? Dude, you guys are beast. Because you guys got to... Manage some pretty beastly dudes. We got so. some good people. Yeah, yeah. He, you were in your infantry battalion breached the berm into Iraq before making your way all the way to Baghdad, where you seized Saddam's presidential palace on April tenth, two thousand three. Wow, yeah, that was our battalion. Wow, what a yeah. what a privilege to be part of that. Yeah, no kidding. This this time of year is uh, it's a, a year full of memories too because it's yeah. this time of year we were there and yeah um, yeah March nineteenth. Across the berm, yep, and uh, pushed all the way north to uh, to Baghdad, April tenth. Um, quite a battle! Yeah. Wow, wow. Left the Marine Corps, joined a church staff, eventually becoming a senior pastor uh, for a number of years, and then today, now you serve as the executive director of the Mighty Oaks Foundation, which is a nonprofit uh, serving, um, uh, providing faith based programs for those dealing with trauma connected to their military service. Well, wow. How long have you been at Mighty Oaks now? Uh, I've been at Mighty Oaks. I've been working with Mighty Oaks since 2012. I've okay. been the executive director since 2015. So, okay. yeah, yeah, very good. Years. Yeah. And um, is, that, is it co-founded with Chad Robichaud? Yeah, so Chad and his family founded the Mighty Oaks Foundation okay. in uh, 2011. Okay. 2012, I met him and came along, and we put the program together as it is now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've been working together on that for quite a while. Yeah. I was still pastoring at the time okay. and uh, eventually stepped down from the pastorate and transferred over. And transferred over. Yeah. MightyOaksPrograms.org, right? That's it. Yeah, Mighty okay. You are also um, co-author of two little booklets with— Actually, more than that, but those are two that— Oh, a bunch wanted. of these, but here's two of them. Yeah, those two— uh, in particular, are easy to read, about 10,000 words a piece, yeah. and they deal with very specific topics, which people have a lot of questions about. Yeah. The, uh, the blue one there, um, the path to resiliency, we give out about 45,000 of those a year wow. on uh, active duty, on bases to active duty yeah. uh, military folks. So, right. Sort of um, trying to give them tools to process their service. Yeah, it's incredible. We are asked to come and speak on spiritual resiliency, which, yeah. big surprise, the military doesn't know a lot about. Right. But it is one of the pillars of resiliency, so they have us come and speak on that. And one of the things we get to leave behind is that, which really, if all we did was leave that booklet behind, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, boot camp, Marine Corps boot camp, we're allowed to go and leave those with recruits. So it's a pretty incredible open door uh, yeah. that we have, yeah. yeah. And then the truth about PTSD. Yeah, PTSD is something that there is a mountain of research and writing that's been done. Uh, that booklet specifically was written to be easily readable, easily digestible, and give a, an overview of what it is, what it's not, and spiritually how to view trauma yeah. and uh, how to move forward. And I, I, right now, PTSD is one of those words that everybody uses to yeah. talk about stuff. Does that bother you when people hear anybody say, oh, man, I just got a PTSD from that? You know what's funny is uh, PTSD is real. It's a real diagnosis. Uh, trauma causes real not only emotional but physiological changes in the body. It's, it's uh, Ten years ago when I started talking about this, I didn't believe it was real. <laughs> and I've come to understand it's extremely real. It's very real. Um, but what I have tried to do as I look at this and talk about trauma is to say, look, there are clinical definitions of post-traumatic stress disorder, what it is, specifics that it's tied to, uh, death, fear of death, sexual trauma, you know, very specific and very narrow. But the way that we look at it and the way I like to look at it is, is kind of higher than that, more practically. Trauma, uh, you know, is, is from the Greek. It's a wound. It's a wound to the heart. Mm. It's a wound to the soul. Mm. Um, Often it's a wound to the mind. So what is trauma? Trauma is something that is a wound that pushes one beyond their ability to cope. And so there is a clinical definition, but 
but broadly uh, and practically, it's something, whatever that is, that's pushed you farther than you have the ability now to cope. Yeah, so I'm just thinking about this is really fascinating to me. I also think about it as a, and tell me if I'm wrong here, a person going through something that they shouldn't naturally be, like you said, they're pushing past, so going in battle and having to kill multiple people in the process, that's not normal. Yeah. And so the response that you have, your body has to that, that you have to that mentally, that is normal because what you're experiencing yeah. is not. That's absolutely right. Uh, okay. Victor Frankl was a guy who was a psychiatrist during World War II, uh, a young psychiatrist, a Jew, and was interred in a concentration camp for four years. And in the process of that, he viewed how some people behaved very poorly, how some didn't make it, others were fine. He wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning, not a Christian book, but a, a very interesting look at trauma. And he made the statement in that book, and this is where a lot of this has come from, that an abnormal reaction to an abnormal situation is entirely normal. Mm. So now we often define post-traumatic stress disorder as an abnormal response to an, uh, an a, a normal response to an abnormal situation, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, meaning it's the situation that is abnormal, not your response to it. If someone, uh, you know, a young person who is sexually assaulted or someone who serves time in combat and has to do something that they're having a hard time reconciling. If they respond poorly to that, that's a normal response. Right. And it should be viewed as normal, yeah. which means you're not broken if you're dealing with mm. that. Right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What, so, what's a, what's just uh, before we move on to some yeah, other yeah. things, what, um, how does, um, how does the Christian faith and the gospel in particular then, I mean, I know this is like, this is your whole mission, you know, the whole program, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like in, in a nutshell, how, how do you then approach those wounds and yeah. that those, those patterns of behavior um, from the perspective of, of you know Jesus is Lord right. and and His death and resurrection have have re- renewed all things. We will acknowledge that trauma happens; that it's a part of life; that it is part of the human sinful condition. So that's a good place to start. Yeah. Uh, that what has happened to you is not something that you're going to forget or get over or get past. Mm. But understand that you were also created. Mm-hmm. So we'll start there. Now, a lot of folks who would attend our program aren't Christians, or they would consider themselves to be atheists, or you know whatever. Yeah. So we have to start fundamentally understand that you were created. And if you were created, then we will have to then accept that there's a plan to that creation. Yeah, an order. An order. So if there is an order, then we need to understand what that order is, how it applies to us. And we'll use terms like this. We need to understand how to align our life to the blueprint that the creator has given to us. Mm -hmm. We understand that to be scripture. Right. And really, although we would be billed as a trauma program, what we do is we spend a week saying, you know, trauma is real. This is what it looks like. This is the impact it will have on your life. Now let's move on. <laughs> uh, God has created you. God has a plan for you. God wants you to move forward. Here's how you can do that. Mm. And you need to build your life on a faith, a faith foundation right? Um, or the other stuff that you're doing, the clinical treatments, the medication, the rest of it. It's always going to fall short. Identity is probably the number one issue, in, in my experience, with folks who experience trauma. They begin to identify with their trauma. Mm. When we understand you know, many, many passages. I love Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Then we find our identity in our Savior, not in what's happened to us, and we're able to move forward. And and his own death, I mean, what a traumatic Uh, It's incredible. I mean, that's part of the good news is that he suffered. I mean, Isaiah 53, Absolutely. When we see, you know, Christ in the garden um, crying out to the Father and going through that process and then being crucified, there is nothing more traumatic than that experience. Right. And we ask the question, why do bad things happen to good people? He was the only good person. That's right. <laughs> and something really, really bad happened Amen. to him. Yeah. Right. He was murdered by his creation. 
And yet he did that to provide life yeah. and redemption. And, and if God life. can use that kind of trauma Absolutely. to bring healing yes. to yeah. the world, right. how much more so can he transform our trauma? Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And bring healing to us and to our yeah. families. It's a wonderful, very practical picture of really the gospel and how that applies to me. Hey, Amen. Yeah. What, a, what a great I, ministry. I, I've um, often thought of uh, you know, PTSD as trying to reconcile what happens here in the material world with the ultimate of what's going on in the spiritual world. Um, you know, so it's a, it's a, the challenge is processing. The problem is I have a, I have a broken way of thinking about it. Right. You know, so when I go over to Iraq and I, um, let's say I'm, I'm not a Christian, I, I don't believe in God and I go over to Iraq and I'm, I'm shooting these other guys and some, somehow they're bad. Well, why am I the good guy? Right. And why do I have the right to kill these guys? I've taken away fathers. I've taken away children. I've taken away mothers, you know. Sure. Um, and, and then they come back to the U.S. And then, you know, life's so, supposed to go back to normal. But they don't know how to process what is good and evil in that situation. It's a right. breakdown it, of it's a, reconciling you know, It's a that complicated issue. conversation. We also have the, the term moral injury, which, you know, the difference between trauma. Trauma is something that happened to me. Moral injury is something I did to someone else. Uh. And so when that line becomes blurred, yeah. there, there is a conflict that needs to be reconciled somehow. And Christ is the way to reconcile that. Um, but there, are, there is a very real physiological impact to trauma when we're talking about this level of trauma. Yeah, that's right. And so, so often it's saying, look, um, I understand why you're behaving the way that you are. I get it. You respond quickly. You get angry. You know, all these, these things that would go along with it. But what has happened to you does not excuse bad behavior. So we need to figure out how to align our behavior to what it is that Christ has created you to do. Yeah. Man, that's so good. So speaking of trauma, yeah. if I can turn the corner here a little right. bit, our country is kind of in the middle yeah. of a massive trauma. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I, don't, I don't mean that lightly at all, no. actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're talking about businesses destroyed, lives destroyed. I mean, we have some who have been sick with the virus and some have died. Yes. Um, but we also have many, many more now jobless. 33 million. Thir- 33, 33 million, million unemployed that yep. are, have, have reported it. Yep. Businesses closing down, many of them forever. In um, our town, we've had several. Yeah, livelihoods lost. Yep. Um, and and you're and, and I'm curious to hear your experience of this in your ministry. I'm, as a pastor, one of the things I've been noticing is that um, some of the people who are hit the hardest by this are the most vulnerable people in my community. Yeah. Um, they're shut-ins. They're people who are single, people who are more isolated, um, who depend on actually the community. I mean, they depend, like being at church every Sunday is a lifeline to them. Yeah, um, right. Being at small group on Wednesday night, being at prayer meeting Friday morning, being at the psalm sing Sunday, you know, whatever. It's like that to them is like literal encouragement to yes. get through their week, right. to put one foot in front of the other, to obey Christ, to make the faithful decisions and choices and, and not give in to despair or depression or whatever the demons might be. Right. Um, what have you seen in your particular ministry here? And that's something that we're struggling with. I, I um, posted an article from, I think it was ABC News, said that calls to the U.S. helpline have jumped 891% year over year. So from this year uh, now to this time last year. What, and the helpline? The helpline, those calling for uh, issues related to suicide and mm. depression. Wow. You know, this is the, the public helpline that anyone can call. It's gone up how much? 891% year over year. 800? Wow. Month over month, it's gone up over 300%. Wow. And so, just just recently? Just recently. Just the last wow. month. It's gone from, uh, I guess, March to the previous month. 300%. 300% from this time last year, uh, over 800%. So, you know, that's... I can't, even, a, I can't even make those numbers work It's right a now. huge number. And what I know dealing with the folks that we deal with is many times someone will show up 
on day one of our program, and they'll say very candidly, if this doesn't work, when I go home, I'm taking my life. Wow. So one of our principles is you should never fight alone. That's one of our catchphrases is never yeah. fight alone because we're not designed as human beings, certainly not as those coming from the military, to fight alone. We understand the need to have other people around. Yeah. And with the best efforts of the VA and other organizations, there's still more than 20 veterans a day taking their life. <sighs> so now we're saying wow. you should not be alone. You need contact. You need people to help <laughs> you get up when you fall down. And, oh, by the way, go lock yourself in a room. Stay we'll let house. you know when you come All out. All by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so no it's contact. No contact. And, and for us and organizations like ours, that means we had to shut down every in-person program that we've had the last couple of months. We're still trying wow. to figure it out. We've, we've adjusted to make some things work. We are doing an online yeah. uh, version of our program, which is not the same. Right. Um, but we had a guy uh, the other day came through our first iteration of that, and he said, I would not have made it to an- another in-person program. Thank you so much for doing this. Wow. Um, so what do I think will happen on the other side of this? I think the trauma created by the isolation that's been mandated by the government will have a ripple effect long beyond uh, this virus that we're dealing with. Do you and, think, and I, I would say generational. Uh, a oh, generational yeah, what, what do you mean? So, you know, we understand this. It's been proven, it's been demonstrated that a child who grows up in a home where a parent takes their life is 33% more likely to do the same. Oh. It's something, it's modeled behavior. And so when that child then grows up after a parent takes their life, they find themselves in a difficult situation. That that option is on the table. Well, imagine as we come out of this pandemic thing that we're (laughs) all dealing with, people are able to go back to work, but uh, the number has gone from 20 uh, veterans a day to whatever the number will be, and it will be much higher. Suicide's going up. And that will not only impact the people who took their lives, it will impact their immediate families, their communities, Mm -hmm. and their children, potentially, again, for generations, until someone's willing to stand up and say, I'm going to be the generation that breaks the chain. But um, yeah, the the mental health crisis, (laughs) and I don't even like that phrase, the mental health crisis that this is creating uh, is something we, we have no idea uh, really what's on the horizon. If saving lives are essential, and that's what everybody keeps saying right now concerning COVID-19, how, are, how is it that you guys are not considered an essential service for whatever that term is yeah, worth? Well, well, it's an interesting thing, right? Because we are essential in the work that we do. Even the VA has acknowledged that recently. However, the places that we hold our programs and the other services that we use to uh, present our programs are not essential. So yeah. that's ridiculous. we can continue doing the work we do, but we don't have access to... Um, you would have to locations. have your own facilities. That's right. Own- and and that's not something we have had, and God's yeah. been good to us. But uh, we are now at a time in space where not having our own facility to run our own program. But then we have issues like uh, you know, the supply chain. If you can't get the food and the other supplies you need, that becomes a problem. Toilet travel. paper. <laughs> uh, travel. And, yeah. you know, yeah. everything goes into that mm-hmm. has become a real issue. So. What, what are you guys doing right now in this kind of period to – supplement yep. that interaction with creating a lot of content online, uh, which isn't, you know, the best thing, but it's what we're doing, um, doing the online or the virtual program, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which is a moderated program. It's not just showing videos. It's, it's a zoom meeting for, for, uh, yeah. uh, you know, context. We all know zoom. Yeah. Now. We all know zoom. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, making a lot of phone calls, sending a lot of texts, a lot of emails, doing the very best that we can to just, but you guys still folks. need to get Tangible. But we have, to, we have to have someone sitting across the table from us. The reason what we do works is because a guy who's been there can speak to a guy who's there right now right. and say, I know what it's like to be you, so let's drop the, the BS thing that you're putting up in front of everybody, yeah. right. and let's move forward together. And without that, uh, our chances of success go down uh, dramatically. Wow. Have you guys thought about just saying, forget it, we're going to do it? 
Uh, well, initially, that's what we tried to do. But again, we lost the, our location. It was the so other venues. It was the other venues. It was the yeah, rest yeah. of it. And no one would say, you know what? We're going to stand with you guys on this. Yeah, it wasn't that no one would. It was, again, these externality, uh, externalities that, that caused them to not be able to. And then we said things like, let's go to a hotel. Let's do this. Let's do Shoot, that. Let's go meet the plumbing aisle at Walmart. They're open. Yeah, and so <laughs> we are meeting in you know small groups. Hey, let's go out and sit down. We're doing that. But to mm. get people together for an intensive week of programming, um, it's not practical for a lot of reasons right now. So we've done other things, and you know, we'll see. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so what's okay? Tell us the website again. Yeah, mightyoaksprograms.org, mightyoaksprograms.org. Uh, all of the information about our program, how to support our program, all of our social stuff, everything's there. So, that's so and, who, and the thing I like about your ministries, you guys fund everybody for free yep. to participate in what you're doing. That's right. No one who attends our program pays for anything, including travel. Um, Okay. We've flown so if you're a military vet, you we've can, flown folks from all over the world to come to one of our programs and, wow. and spend a week with us. Yeah. And uh, thankfully, our, our donors have continued to support during this uh, you know this time. So it's wow. been really great. Wow, that's, that's, that's awesome, great. man. Hey, well, I'm, I'm glad you guys are doing it. It's so good to have Christians in every aspect of this. Man, we got to figure out how to get you guys back yeah. working again. We're going to do it soon. Okay. Yeah, we're working on it. Are these books available on your website? On the website, yes, sir. You can okay. find all of our resources there. Very good. Okay. Yep. All right. Hey, man, thank you for sticking, you're sticking around the third segment. Stick, stick around. All right, more cross politics. <laughs> <laughs> We might need the officer to work through some of the stuff we're going to do with him. I'll, I'll tell you what to do. I'll give you <laughs> More cross-politic when we come back. This is ridiculous. Americans have been traveling down the health insurance highway for decades. But lately, it's been taking us to places we don't want to go. For Christians, it's hard to know which road to take. Or is it? Samaritan Ministries provides a different direction a biblical path for their members to pray for each other and share financially in each other's medical needs. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. We, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This is what God intended for the church. Do you believe that you need an insurance company or do you believe that God will provide your needs? And there are people that you've never met before who are going to pray for you and meet your needs. There's another way. Looking for a new direction for your health care? Visit us online at SamaritanMinistries.org. Logos Online School is your affordable partner in classical Christian homeschooling, offering live teacher-led instruction four days a week to students in grades 7 through 12. Our experienced, enthusiastic teachers provide instruction in math, science, literature, history, languages, Bible, apologetics, rhetoric, government, and economics. Find out why more and more Christian homeschoolers are turning to Logos Online School for the education of their children. Go to LogosOnlineSchool.com today. This is David's serious music. Yeah, like, he's, I, ready. Like, he's ready. He's ready. So he's ready. Yeah. Uh, I'm not ready, actually. <laughs> you see him taking notes over there? He's just, I am. Taking lots. This is so much. Hey, welcome back to Cross Politic on the one and only Fight Left Feast Network. A reminder, download the app. Did you download the app? Download the app today. Oh, you did. Yeah. Now, did. Because now I was going to get thrown out if I didn't. You knew I was going <laughs> to ask you on the show. Even Jeremy Stallnecker has downloaded the app. So why would you want to wait why any longer? Why would you not? Tell me, what, what are the four things we want um, people to do? Uh, Share the show. Get an app. Uh, download the app. Yep. Download the app. Download the app. <laughs> there it is. What he said. Yeah. I like what he said. And come to our conference in Nashville. There you go. In and October. Join the club and share the show. Do, are you guys I, listening I'm, I'm, to Mark Dewey's show? 
Yes. In the bullpen. Guys, it is phenomenal. I think you said it best. It is one of it is the best Christian baseball worldview podcast out there. Hands down. He's a humble guy. I talked to him this week and I'm like, I'm like, you should be doing this and this. He's like, why would people want to listen to me? Guys, but it's so good. I wish I was there. I would slap him in the face. I'm like, come on, Mark, man up. And here's what's good about it. There's not even baseball yet. (laughs) There's not even baseball yet. (laughs) I know. And it's that good without having being baseball. He's talking that good without even real baseball. Although I did see a headline earlier today that said that MLB is very close to yes. um, a publicizing a, a, plan, a plan for a yeah. season for 2020. Going to yeah. call it COVID baseball. I, I think um, Six Flags has already beat them to that. They're already deciding to open up in a f- oh. like six different locations. Okay. So, yeah. hey, um, so we want to talk uh, this segment about a few things. Yeah, and but I think the theme really is uh, to just follow this. When God's justice gets set aside, yeah, people are crushed. Mm. Okay, that, that's what we just talked about yep. with you, Jeremy. Right. Um, the the uh, the good intentions of many government officials is yeah. currently crushing the most vulnerable people in our society. Right. Yeah. Okay. Why? Because we are not practicing biblical justice. That's right. We started the whole show out talking about the blindness that comes with the moral blindness that bleeds yeah. into. Actual blindness. I mean, the the dude that led this charge giving us bad data that shut down most of the world was committing adultery. That's right. Yep. Right? Wasn't even following his own rules. Right. I mean, and this Chicago mayor. Getting her haircut. Right? If you want to call it that. No matter how bad it was, (laughs) she did it. But what you are left with is virtue signaling and hypocrisy if there's no standard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, we're sinners. We don't meet the standard. But we know the standard, and by God's grace, we're forgiven for our breach of the standard, and we come back to the standard, yeah. and we get back up again by the power of the Holy Spirit. But this has massive implications. This is not just something you talk about up here in the theory, mm-hmm. and, you know, that you know, biblical justice. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. No, preach, preach people out. actually get crushed that's right. by this. People, they they die. The, the poor, the weak, the vulnerable, the ones that crushed. And this week, we just had a story that came, just blew open. It, it, yeah, which is which is another example of the same thing happening um, in Georgia. Yeah. And be careful, this is kind of a graphic video. That's hard to watch. Uh, that is. So the people who you see there, the two guys that were in the truck is Travis and Gregory McMichael. Right. The person. Father, son. The father and son. So the, the father's in the back of the truck. The son's the down son on the ground. The son is the one who got out of the it's vehicle the with the shotgun. And um, the person who was shot was Ahmad Aubrey. And so the story goes, according to Michael, um, sorry, I'm just gathering myself for a second is yeah. seeing that is traumatic and whatever oh, the case, it just, it's, yeah. it's just ridiculous yeah. uh, to see somebody die. I don't care whatever the situation is. I'm yeah, not ready no. for that yep. in case. No. Uh, but uh, so the father and son basically say that the father was in his lawn and saw a black man and excuse the language. He saw a guy 
Um, he actually said he saw the guy hauling ass down the road. Right. And he believed him to be a person who was early, earlier, not at that moment, but earlier in surveillance of robbing a store or not I'm sorry, robbing a house or, or in the neighborhood. Uh, a construction site in the neighborhood right. that went on. Um, and so he ran inside of his house and told his son, there he goes. And they went and grabbed a shotgun and then a 357 and jumped in their truck with one other person who was actually doing the filming. So apparently this car is The car that's behind is doing the film. I think it's, um, his name is uh, William Bryan. Okay. And they jump in the vehicle and chase him. And pursue him. Okay. In the process, he eluded them two other times. Two other times. At least two other times. Where, where, where are you getting this? This is from this is from his own story filed in the police report. Mr. And so, McMichael. Mr. McMichael. And so they got ahead of him. Um, and this third time. This third time. And what they actually say is that he ran up on the, the side of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. The video shows they were already parked, mm-hmm. waiting for him. Yeah. Well, the car has already. Got him from behind, right? right? But they say he ran up on the side of the vehicle and came after and advanced and tried to take the gun. Right. So he and was. They were saying he was the aggressor. Well, yeah, exactly. Not only and so after they were chasing him, after they were chasing him, and so the reason that for the chase again was because they said that he was they, they robbing think he was a su- suspect. Or, or thought he was a, a suspect for for this. Now, here's some things you need to know. According to Georgia law, there is a such thing as citizen arrest. Yep. So you can have a citizen's arrest. There's two things that are very important to create to do a citizen's arrest. One of them is that you need to be able to be an eyewitness to the account that's happening at the moment. Okay. The other one is or you need to have immediate knowledge of the situation. Immediate. Those happening at the time. So right. uh, in, or, in order to pursue somebody for a citizen's arrest. And, and you said and you have to pursue them immediately. Right. Right. Exactly. So, so it can't be something that you think about for a few days and then go try to hunt them. down. That's the second part of. The, so that's the second part of it. if there is going to be okay. some sort of um, citizen's arrest. It can't happen three weeks ago when you see the guy and then yeah. pursue him. Yeah. The law right. doesn't right. allow for you to do right. that. OK. Um, and so. uh this whole situation happened in February 23rd of this yeah, year. So a couple months ago. So, we, and we're just why now are we only hearing about uh, it now? because yeah. the DA, what's his name? The district attorney was George uh, Burnhill, George Burnhill. The, the district attorney said that there was no evidence that would allow him to prosecute. Uh, uh, prosecute or arrest the guys because they were in their right to do so. Actually, let me just pull. I just kind of, this is important. I, I, I want, I want to read. Just to, if I can just interject really quickly, Mr. Yeah. McMichael is a a law enforcement officer he, or former. He's he's a, so Mr. McMichael actually was a police officer yeah. and also a detective at one point for the DA. Okay, okay? so the he's father or the son. The father. The father, okay? the father was. And so the son ra- was raised in that environment. The son was the one who shot, but right. the son was raised by the father who was a detective. Sure. sure. Okay. Um, is he see. still a detective? He's still. Active? I think he's retired. Okay. So he's retired. he yeah. Okay. So basically, the DA said that Arbery ran and attacked the person with the shotgun. Right. And because he attacked him, he initiated the response that happened. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it was basically him who was in the wrong in the okay. process. So he, he became and the so aggressor. And so he became the saying. aggressor while they had the right, because in Georgia you can bear arms, right? Right. You have the right to have your arms. You can have, display them publicly. Right. So him actually attacking or going towards, he, he goes up to the side of the vehicle and turns left, and yep. immediately that was an attack. Mm-hmm. Now I saw the you. Everybody just saw the video. Yeah, the, the, um, the, the gentleman, the, the guy, the black guy who's running, he is actually trying to go around. So that's the, what. So if you and, and we, I don't want to play it again because yeah. I don't know if I can handle that. Yep. But if you watch the video again, if you want to watch it again, 
watch that the vehicle behind shows that the guy is running. Now, from what, who know? I don't know what the case is. I, I'll, I'll go into that in a second. But the truck is parked waiting for him. And the guy is actually outside of the driver yep, side right. of the truck waiting with the shotgun. Right. So just ask yourself for a second here. If you're running right. and you see a guy with a shotgun. Right. His, his options are run away. The guy even and, walks further out into and, the middle of the street, which blocks off his side yeah, to yeah, the left. I mean, he could run, you know, I don't know, into a yard. or He could run. He can't to, run behind him. But he can run to the side. Because these guys have already been pursuing him. But he might get shot at that way. So, right. So he can run. So he, I don't know if he knows that the guy in the back of the vehicle has a three fifty seven. But he definitely runs a car to get some coverage from the guy with the shotgun. Yeah. When he comes to the front of the vehicle and thinking he's going to get away, what's your options there? He made the option to advance for the gun. Yeah. In doing so, the article, uh, the, the, the police report reads, and the DA says that the first shot in front of the vehicle that we don't see shot off his right hand or shot his right hand, shot through his right hand. Mm-hmm. So he's reaching for the gun or is in process of trying to, you know, stop or get the gun. He, I'm looking at it at this point saying it looks like a defense. Yeah. The guy has a gun. Yeah. By the way, Arbery does not have a weapon on him, right. nor has right. it been noticed yet from the reports that he has any stolen items with him. Yep. Reaches for the gun, gets shot. So the fight that we see that takes place on the left side is with him with the wounded arm. Right. Already. Right. So the second shot off camera, we don't know quite yet where it hits him, but the third shot is right in the middle it of the chest him. and it falls. It got him. Wherever yep. the second shot was, according to the DA, the way that he writes this, he makes it sound like Ahmad was the one who was shooting himself. The DA. The, the DA does, because he says, while it's true that McMichaels had his finger on the trigger, you're an officer. Incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> you got a finger yeah. on the trigger. What are you planning to do? Yeah, you're going to pull the trigger. You're going to pull the trigger. Yeah. Don't put your you finger on the trigger. Right? You're not going to pull it. And, don't, and the reason that's, I've, I lean that way is because his father was the one who taught him, I'm sure, right. how to handle a gun. Right, right. <laughs> Only put your finger on the trigger for what you plan to shoot. So he, the, the DA said that when Ahmad grabbed the gun, he initiated the fire. So all he had to pull was a 16th in order to get a shot. Right. But there's a problem here. The DA is friends with these guys. The DA. He worked for the DA. The the, McMichael, that's right. They are I mean, very acquainted in the all, situation. There's already a conflict of interest here. So, the, so here's what. So Why, shouldn't exactly. he have excused himself immediately? Uh, he did not recuse himself, and he didn't recuse himself until the mother said, wait, hold on a second. Don't you have a conflict of interest here with these yeah. guys? Yeah. Now, the DA. So at least, at least the DA should have said, let's have a private third party come in and investigate this yeah. so that we can justify the McMichaels. Right, 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 right. E- even if even if they're completely justified. Right. Even if they're completely justified, yeah. you want to go I mean because of the um the conflict of interest, yes. because of a, a, an appearance of of evil and right, right, right. of conflict of interest, you want to get a third party in and I mean that's just basic especially that, in this era. That's, That's that's very basic protocol for almost any situation where there's that kind of conflict of interest. You get a third party in who says, you say, I want this all double checked. So so in the 24th, I believe he wrote his response and said there was no need to arrest McMichaels because they by right were defending themselves in this particular. They had the right to pursuit. You can do a citizen's arrest and they have the right to bear arms. And Ahmaud Arbery was the one who aggressed was the aggressor. Now, listen, I'm going to say this. I don't care. I don't care if Ahmaud had all the stuff in his hand that he had stolen. We don't – biblically, there's no justified reason to kill a thief unless it was nighttime and he was breaking in your house. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. We, so, you know what I mean? It, it does, if he had everything in his hand, yeah. and even castle law doesn't allow you – What's castle law? Castle law is a right that we have in, in – um, uh, castle laws are laws in certain states that allow a person in their home to defend themselves from, from an intruder. Yeah. 
Right. But in the castle law, it, you have to be at a place. Some of them require you to be in the furthest part of your house before you can fire. Some require that you have true fear for your life. If the person is shot in the back and you are trying to use castle law or they come in your house in the middle of the day and pull out the TV and you shoot them and you try and use castle law, you can't do that because there was no threat to you. Threat to your life. So you have to have a threat to your life in order to be able to fire on someone. That's castle law. And so there's even a case here in Idaho where a guy had his his, uh, mobile home stole from him. He went and got his gun and shot out of his window in some form of pursuit, down the guy half the block and shot him in the back of the head, killed him, and Castle Law did not protect that man. Ooh. Wow. That guy served time. Let me ask you, just you guys are watching, you're listening right now. What do you think of that? Yeah. This Real is, talk. Some, somebody somebody drives off with your camper. Yeah. Your pickup truck, whatever. And he was convicted of He I, he got some sort of manslaughter okay. conviction yeah, yeah, okay. here in Idaho. Um so you know, not necessarily first degree, but right. but, but murder. Yeah. Convicted yep. of murder. Yep. Um I think that's the right call. I think it is yeah. too. But yeah. it's it's hard. Like initially, you're like, you yeah. took my stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, like why can't the guy shoot? He could. Yeah. And I, I well, because God's even teaching us something about justice in that moment. Also. Yeah. What do you mean? When, in other words, uh, when someone takes your stuff, there has to be equitable justice there. Yeah. That's that's good. a good it's point. Just, you know what, and, you know and, what I'm and, saying? And this, eye this, for this, eye. This goes, yeah. It goes back to what's called the lex talionis. The the and, it, and lex talionis is eye for eye, tooth for tooth. And this this is biblical, basic biblical justice, which is um and and people hear that sometimes and they think, man, the Bible is so barbaric. Yeah. Eye for eye, tooth. No, no. The Bible's realistic. That's right. Because God knows that our temptation is if somebody takes your eye, you want to take off their head. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That guy took his camper but he I'm didn't gonna rip his head off but he didn't yeah. take his, his life. life yeah and and specifically um the castle law is based on biblical law this is from exodus 22 exodus 22 says if a thief be found breaking up and be smitten so that he die there shall be no blood shed for him but if the sun be risen on him so it's light out you can see what's going on plain as day yeah he's taking your camper you're right he's taking your stereo you can yeah. see it you can see it um, it says there shall be blood shed for him. So the idea is if you if he's killed, if he's struck in the middle of taking something and you can see exactly what he's taking, your life will be forfeit for his. Yep. Yeah. And then it says this, for he should make full restitution. Right. Oh. So, so in biblical law, if you steal something, if you vandalize something, if yeah. you destroy property, you are not to go to jail. Yeah, that's right. That's, right. It's actually wicked. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What, what should happen is you should be made to pay in full. Right. And if he says if he has nothing, then he can be sold for his theft and he can work it off. Yeah, yeah. Indentured servitude. Yeah, indentured servitude. Yeah. Right. I mean, which incidentally, you know, anybody tells you there's no slavery in America is lying to you yeah, because the 13th now. Amendment allows for slavery in prisons. Yep. Yeah. The only difference is you're not working off anything. Yep. You're yeah. being you're being caged like an animal. Yep. That's we're right. paying for it. Right. And we're and all and of we're us paying are for paying it. for yeah. it. Right. The Bible allows for indentured servitude so you can actually pay off. The debt. Yeah, yep. that's right. Okay, so back to the, the point here, though, is is that, so in this situation, um, do you think that some argument can be made for the McMichaels that they were uh, in allowed under Georgia law uh, to make a citizen's arrest or, or chase somebody who was a burglar substance? Well, here's something that's interesting. At least two prosecuting attorneys think so, and at least one DA thinks so. Okay. So I would say no. I would say no. I, I, I don't think biblically speaking. Back up. 
Who, okay, so who are these prosecuting attorneys? So there's two prosecuting attorneys that looked at the case, and again, who okay. one recused themselves because they had one okay. had relationships work with okay. McMichael before. No, there was another one, right? And there was another one who said no, and then I think the third one is picking up and saying yes. The second DA now, okay, the the because the mother has pushed against uh, what's his name, um, George Barnhill, George Barnhill. Because the mother pushed against him, okay. he's actually recusing himself because, okay. but he didn't do it without saying, "Look, it's, we shouldn't have. There's no case here." Yeah. So uh, again, this is really interesting. One thing too to keep in mind: this is Georgia, okay, guys. <laughs> this is this is Georgia. I don't. I've Georgia. Told, I've told you guys about my situation. Okay, I need to say this because I don't think people people want to put their context. You can't put right. an Idaho context in Georgia and right. try and judge a situation. Right. You can't put a New York context and you just can't do that. Living in Georgia, I went to a party. It was east of Atlanta, about an hour and a half. At that party, it was a black family. We're kicking it. It was in the middle of nowhere. There was one white dude there. We having a good time. He was drunk. Okay, let me tell you, he was drunk and he was dancing, having a great time. <laughs> and and for whatever reason, I had a chance to sit down and talk to him. I had a chance to witness to him. And I'm leaving and getting out and having a good time. And he comes up to me and says, "Hey, man." Uh, I said, "Man, I'm about to go." He's like, "All right, cool." Um, he's like, "Hold on, you from around here?" I was like, "No." He sobered up quicker than I ever seen any man sober before in my life. He's like, I work for a bunch of people around here, guarding their lands and making sure everything's cool. Let me tell you how to get out of here. He starts giving me directions, and he's making me repeat the directions that he gives me. Go up here, make a left, don't turn right. What did I say? Go make a left, don't turn right. Who's right? He's like, if you make a right, he's like, if you, What's going on if you make there? a right here, yeah. we won't hear from you again. Yeah. Do you understand me? And so he's giving me, and so he, there's parts of Georgia that have things. So Georgia is interesting. Yeah. Okay. So whatever the case, Georgia is yeah. interesting. So if I'm running, and I say all that not to make this a racial thing, but I just yeah. want you to know if I live yeah. in Georgia in a certain context, if I'm running, whatever the case, and a, pol and a car is in front of me or has been chasing right. me right. and tried to block me off, and I see the guy in front yeah. who has a shotgun standing outside, um, I'm going to tell y'all something. Turn I carry, left, not right. I carry a weapon with me. Yeah. My weapon is out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm right. not turning to get well, fired. I'm. I'm firing back right. at that point because I don't know at this point what the situation right. is. Okay. Yeah. And the and the principle here is is one of um, we may not. So this is I think enshrined in even Georgia law. Yeah. Uh, and American law, but this is biblical law. Yeah. Which is that again, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Right. So, but if they've got guns out, then then there's a threat. Oh, absolutely. And, they, yeah. they, and, they are and, the ones. They're the aggressors. You, they're can, the aggressors. you can match yeah. power with power. That's yeah. a biblical principle. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, but the and that's and that's the that's the thing that we want to guard here. So I mean, and I think it goes both ways. On the one hand, if they pull guns on you and you got a gun, then pull your okay, gun, yeah. defend go. yourself. But the flip side of this also is that what are these guys doing chasing this guy around? Right. Did right. they call the cops? I mean, like so, so, there was uh, there, there was okay. So let, let me go back and talk about that for a second. Man, we're going to go long. This is going to be a long because, segment. Yeah. My point, go through this. But my point though is, is they are escalating this That's, situation, and I think you can follow or if, pursue without escalation. If, if he's a burglar, let's say he is. Right. Worst, I mean, we don't know that. It's not been confirmed. Sure. But we do but, know it's daytime. But let's say, yeah, let's say he is. Worst right. case scenario. Sure. He's, he, he, he actually he was burglar. the burglar. Yep. Okay. You may not treat the burglar in a way that escalates the situation. That's that's what the law says. You can't you can't act in such a way that you may um, end up taking his life. That's right. Because then his blood is on your head. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly right. And so beforehand, this is there's a few police calls that are out there. They're public, so you can find them on YouTube. One of them was uh, earlier. A call came in that a mod was inside of a construction site viewing 
the the guts of of, Wait, a, of a we don't com- know if it was a mod for sure. Well, Some the call guy. was there was a guy and yes. this, the, the description. That's right. There was a guy yep. uh, who was meeting the yep. qualifications of what it looks like at this point. Yep. Uh, police uh, got called and they said, "Hey, there's a black guy." Inside of the correction of the construction site, they yep. said, "Is he stealing anything?" No, he's just walking through, but he's not supposed to be in there. Okay. There was another call. There's a black man running down the street. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can't believe I had to say that. Oh, I know. Um, but that yeah. was actually a police call. You can hear that, and then yeah. Yeah. Um, they said, "Is he doing anything?" And then it kind of gets interrupted, and they hang up and hey, stop. Yeah. And then yep. so I think there was a third call. Okay, the third call, I'm not sure yet, and it hasn't been cleared up as if it was the guy, the father in the back of the truck. Yet I don't know that part yep. okay. of uh-huh. what happened because you hear some sort of interaction that's going on. So that yep. hasn't been cleared up yet. So he had some sort of. But but you you said he cornered him two times and he got yeah, so, away. Uh, from what I can tell, there's been the report from uh, the McMichaels is that they had pursued him already yep. and he eluded their pursuit. Once or twice before, mm-hmm. at, l- at least in the one time they pursued him, he had pers- uh, eluded the truck and then eluded the car and then right. got around. The, so they they had already. But it seems to me, I mean that that seems like they are escal they're needlessly escalating the situation, especially if they're out of their car pointing guns. Yeah. yeah. Right. The, the well, other thing is is are they eyewitnesses of his crime or his alleged or his alleged uh, uh, snooping uh, around alleged. Yeah. The, uh, I believe the father had said that he had observed it from a surveillance video before, but they are not eyewitnesses of his crime because the father in his testimony to the police said that he saw him while he was in his yard. So the father is in his yard and sees Ahmad, according to the father, hauling ass right. across the way. Right. And so the father is not witnessing to the crime. He's making right. an assumption from what right. he's seen. Right. That's his own testimony. So when I went through this, I didn't even watch the video. I didn't watch the video because I've seen too many of these videos and yeah. I'm like, okay, and I'm seeing already the social justice people going crazy about this. Right, yep. So I didn't watch the video. All I did was go to the police report. And when I read the police report, when I read the DA's report, I said, this is partiality. Mm-hmm. The DA's yeah. report is clear partiality. He did everything but say right. Ahmad shot himself. Right, right. Well, <laughs> yeah. and, and even even just with the conflict of interest, I think that's even enough right there sure. to say you are not in any good position. Any any judgment you make in this situation right. is colored by your connection with this dude. Yep. Yeah, ex- exactly. So so let's have real justice done, and let's be justified on my side, on your side, and let's right. say, hey, let's have a private investigation right. so that you can go for it. Now, what the good news is is that the new DA – has decided to say we need to have a grand jury look at yeah. the whole situation. Okay. So that's that's right. in the works. So the, right now there's a grand jury, but the right. grand jury won't meet until June, right? Because of because COVID. of the COVID. So right. yep. this is so. Yep. But here's look COVID justice, um, guys. We have had a huge conversation in the reform community about social justice, right? And about the issue of justice, mm-hmm. and we even signed a statement. I was a part of that statement, signing it right. on the statement yep. of social justice in yep. the gospel. What I've seen first happen is the people who need to be talking about the situation and breaking it down biblically and making a case biblically from what needs to happen or what doesn't need to happen are too busy fighting about social justice people being inconsistent. Right. Um, I want to say to my brothers, we have a huge opportunity to educate our brothers and sisters who are seeing something but don't know how to articulate it well, Mm. who are seeing something and don't know what to do with it. How about you come in with the word of God and say, hey, here's the standard. Now let's take the situation and start working through the details. To be very clear, so in in our conversations about all the social justice stuff, our criticism all along has not been with the idea of justice. That's right. Our criticism all along has been you don't have a standard for justice. Yeah. Yeah. 
by mm-hmm. what standard? That's right. And so, because the whole, um, all the woke business, all the Black Lives Matter business, all the stuff, it's not that we don't think there's that, something that, there. That there's something wrong. <laughs> right. The problem is, is what you're bringing in is a foreign standard. Right. It's not God's standard. It's not biblical justice. And what you, what is frequently done is trial by mob, right. trial by social right. media mob. It's, right. it's trial. It's what we're doing with Biden right now. It's what we did with Kavanaugh before. It's yeah. like, hey, can we throw enough? Stuff up there, get people to say, get mad, get angry, get sad, and then emote a bunch. Yep. But that's not justice. This is what's going to drive me nuts. And, and a lot of people going to get mad at me for this, but I'm going to say it because I'm really, this really. He, oh, he took his glasses I, off. I, I'm, I'm serious, <laughs> man. Saying, he took his glasses don't off. Don't write and don't sign and don't be out there. And I'm, I'm really meaning this in a lot of ways at people who haven't been in the conversation and, and talk about social justice and do a six part series on social justice and then don't tell us how to work the biblical attributes of it. Yeah. Yeah. Push it into the corners. Yeah. I, I want Dr. MacArthur to come out and push this into the corners. Where's the biblical system for how this works, Dr. MacArthur? Mm. Where's my brothers who signed the statement at telling us, look, the narrative is going to, if there's a real issue here, there's real partiality yeah. here. Yeah. There's real partiality here. And we don't need people who don't have real vision, right. who don't have a biblical standard working this out. Right. And what happens is when people then, the, the, Frequently, the good guys. Right. Get quiet on this. They, they'll go quiet, and they're the ones that need to speak up. Yeah. yeah. And, then, right. and then in the vacuum, it's hard, it's hard to get upset and angry with the people that really shouldn't be speaking up about it, but all they're doing is emoting. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to have a public court case on this. No. But it's not hard to see right, yeah. that there's some partiality happening. And we need to say and we don't know all the facts yet. We don't have all the details, but we can say the DA should have recused himself right away. We yeah. can say uh, it's daylight. Um, we can say it's, it, we <laughs> yeah. have we have some biblical principles. You know? It was it was broad daylight, yeah. um, and and it is immoral. It is unjust to take someone's life when if if all they did was steal something. Yeah, I, yeah. I think there's a difference too. We want to. I want to. I keep using this as my standard, looking at it biblically. There's we don't kill thieves. That's right. We don't kill thieves. Yeah. And, and the Bible says if you kill an actual real-life thief in broad daylight, you are liable for yep. his blood. That's right. Because that's, he didn't take your life. So here's something that I've had some interactions with on Facebook. I want to run this okay. by you guys. Was it right for them to pursue him? Biblically. Now, I know the statues and all that stuff, but yeah, biblically yeah. looking biblically. at Biblically, would you say – so? I, I'm trying to figure this out because I don't know exactly the case law to use right. for like, yeah, hey, I can well, say to my house, I can have a limit because of the guidelines of my house to protect. So there's boundaries there. Right. I don't know if I can go out the door and chase him for six miles. But and, if you can, I, I, think <laughs> I think there's two principles that which we should just keep pushing that, that we've already identified here. And that is the, the basics of biblical justice are eye for eye, tooth for tooth. The right. Le, Lex talionis. So you cannot do to someone more than what has been done. So that's, yeah. that, 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 that needs to be a, a guiding principle. And then secondarily, I think this Exodus 21, um, 22 passage is really, really clear. Yeah. So, um, because, and, and it, okay, before you go to that real quick. Yeah. But some are saying he escalates, Aubrey uh, escalates the situation, even though they weren't trying to kill him, yeah, let, he escalates. Let's, let's say he did charge them. Okay. Okay. They had guns on him. I, I don't. I think I don't with their know. finger on the trigger, which I, the DA actually I, says he I had. I don't see how that um, is an escalation. I mean, you 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 chased him. You chased him with guns. Yeah. You standing in the back of the truck with a with the gun. Um, that itself, it seems to me, looks to be. Again, I don't have all the well, details. Let's say he had a tank. But it looks it looks <laughs> like, like he's escalating. He's exactly. He's not merely. So I would say the principle would seem to be. Um, I would say, yes, I think there might be a place to pursue. Right. But it can't be a pursuit 
that escalates above and beyond the actual, the actual crime that's been I mean, taken. I mean, that's a good point. Here's the thing. If he comes in your house and steals your kid. Yeah. Oh, good yeah, luck. Biping. The Bible says that <laughs> he's taken a life yeah. and you may shoot him. He's man stealing. He's man stealing. Yep. And that's kid- death penalty. Kidnapping is yep. death penalty. That's a duty as a father to protect yep. your man family. Man stealing. Right, yeah. And you have a duty as a father to protect the life of your children. Right. And you, there's, there's no problem. And, there. and, if, and if he's if, taking food. So pursuit right? would be valid in that point. Pursuit then is yep. you got to get your, your kid back or you got to stop it. Yeah. But, it, but it's important on what he's stealing. If, you know, you're pointing about the kid, but if he's also, let's say he's, he's stealing food for his to eat. Oh, that's a good point. Right? If he's stealing food to eat, then you're right. well give him the food. Right. Well, Let him it, take it. But that's the thing. But that's but the he thing still is, needs to pay it, it back. If all he's doing is yeah, stealing stuff. Yeah. Then you he you have no right to take his life. Because it's not and, eye for eye. And, and and again, if if he's in your house stealing something. You still can't take his you life. You still can't take his life. Yeah. yeah. If you see him driving away with your camper you still can't take his life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there's a standard there, and I think that has to apply to this situation, If even if he is a burglar. Yeah. Um, Unless it's at night. And, and Unless God it's at is, night. Yeah. The, the thing that's, I think, the instructive here is that injustice happens, and at certain point, it's, it's, it's the Lord's. Vengeance is from the Lord. Injustice right. happens on this earth. Injustice happens with Jesus. Right. Injustice happens. Right. And at some point, we just need to give it over to God. And that's part of the other lesson that the Bible would say is, I think that's right, but... If you keep going, Romans 12 goes right into Romans 13, yep. and it says that the civil magistrate is God's minister for dealing out right. the sword. vengeance. The sword. Yeah. Yep. vengeance. Leaving vengeance to the Lord means calling the cops. Right. <laughs> yep. I mean, that, that's what they're for. They're, right. They have the sword. I don't think we like that as conservatives. Yeah. I don't think conservatives, our conservative sides like this. You know, it, you know, remember chapter divisions are not from, they're not yeah. inspired. Mm. <laughs> so just yeah. keep on reading. Thank you, dispensationalism. Yeah. And, and Start with the, the end of chapter 12 I, and read through. Keep, I've, yeah. I've said this, I've read a lot about this case and I've, Again, I don't like the social justice stuff behind this because I think they have a point, but I don't think they know how to actually visually right. understand this unless they're looking through the scope of God's word. Yeah. I will say this. If it had been the other way around, and I'm thinking about this, if I was, if it was three black guys, one behind, and we would try to get this guy. They'd be gangsters. Um, well, no. No. <laughs> Gabe. And then we're trying to get this guy who we think is a criminal, yeah. right? And we don't follow the laws. Yeah even though we are part of the police department and, and this goes overlooked and they drop the case in the 24th. Nothing happens there. Right. We should be extremely concerned about this mm-hmm. because partiality has still happened right. because I'm that's an officer right. right. because exactly I'm right. under the blue and they want to protect me. They say, Hey, yeah. Okay, man, yeah, we're going to bury this. It's in a big deal. You know, it was an accident. We get it. That is still unjust right. because partiality has happened with the, so if you're partial in the situation, you need to recuse yourself and say, guys, I'm sorry. We need to do this because if we are just, we'll come out clean in the middle of this. Part of the problem is that the judicial system itself knows that there's all kinds of levers right. inside of it and that right. it isn't about true justice. Right. right? Yeah. And so that's what's part of scary here. But don't forget, look at it from the other side and say, if there's partiality, we're doing it wrong. I, I, I mentioned this on Friday in my, my news brief, or maybe it was Thursday, or whenever it got dropped, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, Betsy DeVos just um, brought um, in uh, – she, she did some um, uh, reorganizing, uh, re- rewriting Title IX regulations yeah. for sexual assault. Yeah. And, and what I said in the daily news brief, which you can get if you download the app – um, is that um, she brought theonomy to Title IX. Yep. And, of course, it just offended a bunch of people. But <laughs> what I mean, all I mean, really, is that she basically takes biblical justice and applies it to colleges and schools yep. when they're adjudicating accusations. Yeah. And she just basically says there needs to be one law for everybody. <laughs> and, 
Imagine that. Right? It's the same process. Pick a process. Do the process. And it applies the same to both the accuser and the accused. Yeah. Right. And they are both are given the right to cross-examine. They can have lawyers. They can have representatives that can cross-examine one another. They can bring witnesses. They can bring, they can, you know, bring testimony, all the rest of it. Same law. That's, that's the glory of justice is, is that it's blind. Right. Right. All the old statues and paintings of Lady Justice, she's blindfolded. Yep. That's right. She's blindfolded. That's right. Right. She doesn't see if you're old or young, yep. black rich or, or white. Poor, black, white, male, female. It doesn't matter. She's not blind to the truth. She's, no. But no, but she, that's what she, all she holds though is a scale. That's right. She's blind and she holds a scale. Yep. And all she does is measure. And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter right. all those details. Yep. It, it, all she cares about is the truth. That's what she's supposed to do. And that's what it means to be impartial. You know, last thing real quick is just remember that the basis of all of this really is the gospel. Come on now. Yeah. All right? Don't Come forget on so that. You, you can't install this justice. You can't get this justice. We can't get biblical justice unless we turn back to Christ. Amen. We need right? clean hearts. And, yep. and it starts with recognizing that God worked perfect justice in the cross. That's right. right. And if we don't have the perfect justice of the cross where God delivered a death penalty yeah. for our sins. Amen. Yeah. He delivered a death penalty, Jesus, for our sins so that we can be forgiven, yeah. so that we can be made free and clean, and so that we might heal from all the sin, from all the trauma, from all the scars. Um, it's only in that place that you can actually begin to see clearly and actually establish biblical that's right. justice. That's right. Um, and that's why Christians need to step into these places. We have to. Repent of your sins, get clean. You've got to take that log out of your eye yeah. Yeah. so you can see clearly to, to take the speck out of your brother's eye. But there's, I mean, I mean, we got logs. We got, I don't know what we got. We got you know, mountains. We yeah. got, we yeah, got, man. We got yeah. all kinds of stuff in our yeah. eyes. We can't see. Right. We're committing adultery and trying to do math at the same time. Yep. Right? Yeah. I, mean, you're getting, yeah. I mean, getting bad haircuts and, and <laughs> trying to arrest everybody and send them right. I mean, this. I mean, we need Jesus. That's yep. right. So we can see clearly, so we can love our neighbor. And don't miss the fact that this has very practical ramifications for your neighbors. Yeah, yep, that's I mean, right. I mean, Come be, on now, be, that's real. Because, yep. because we're not following Jesus and establishing biblical justice, you've got crazies in Texas of all places yep. establishing <laughs> injustice. I mean, you've got nail salons, people getting arrested, thrown in jail. You get, I mean, what is that? It's people just, just making it up as they go along. That's and, right. that's, and that's, that's right. where, that's tyranny. And, yeah. and the church can't call the world to repentance is because the church has got the log in their eye. Yeah. And we can't insist on the world having biblical justice because as we've seen this last year and the battles we've been fighting yeah. and the SBC and yeah. the PCA yeah. and, and everything that's been going on in the we church. We don't want biblical we justice. We don't want God's we, justice. We are telling no, God. No, we do not. Well, we don't and, want justice. Well, it's, it's not, and, and here's a scary thing about it. So we got one side who doesn't want justice and we got another side who understands that we need biblical justice, but none of them know how to actually apply it. Right. No, right. Or we'll speak out when something like this happens. But, but that's because because the reason that we don't actually, I've seen so many people speak out and use this situation as a way to point to the inconsistencies, rightly so, yeah, inside of right? the social justice, yeah. but then haven't taken this particular case and worked it out biblically, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Because they don't know how to, because yeah. what happens is as soon as they start doing that, they become theonomists. Yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I said it. So so is the whole Bible the word of God? Is you, the whole or not. Thing? You, or you, not. You, you can't do that. Are we going to do it or not? You, can't, do, you know what I'm saying? All of scripture God yeah. breathes. So all they have is quick, quick and rightly so retorts to the just social justice side but as soon as they start exercising biblical law to a situation they're starting to say oh the whole bible applies yeah. and we gotta use like it the like founding that. fathers did oh, oh. oh. they were the enemies too that? oh yeah you look, there's, there's so much to this case that's still developing I'm I happy know. that it's going to court and I hope true justice is yeah. sought yeah. open your bible open your bible and let's apply I'm willing to have the conversation if somebody's willing to open their bible let's do Amen. that Amen. if you're single get married if you're married have kids and if you have kids go baptize them until next week love God with all your heart soul mind and strength Love your neighbor as yourself. 
Go fight, laugh, and feast. And open your Bible. This is Cross Politics.